This is Tom Fox. You're about to hear a teaser from a new video series from Learnings and Entertainment entitled Compliance Confessions. Pinata full of nose. I enjoy them as much as a chicken enjoys seeing a coyote. Blah, 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 ethics. Blah, 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 compliance. That was the teaser audio. In this podcast, Ronnie and I talk about the misconceptions of the compliance professional and the compliance profession as Dr. No in the land of no, and how this new product offering from Learnings and Entertainment can not only debunk that myth, but help compliance engage with employees. Before we get to today's episode, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. And after a summer and early fall hiatus, we are back with more episodes of Creativity and Compliance. First of all, welcome back, Ronnie. Hey, it's good to be here. So, Ronnie, you've been a busy boy, and you have come up with some really interesting, new, and frankly, fun communication offerings. And I wanted to maybe take a couple of episodes to actually explore those. And the first one, what I want to talk about is new compliance confessions, because that's by far my favorite. So uh, tell us, what's this new offering? How do you envision it being used? And I will tell you my interpretation and why I thought it was so perfect. Th- this is a really fun idea. This is one of those things like, you, you know how uh, my whole business is about trying to make ethics compliance more welcoming and approachable and to find entertaining ways to do that. And this idea actually came from, I was at one of those and talking to some compliance professionals, and they were lamenting, the, like, I, I said, what are the worst things that people say about you? <laughs> and they were like, the office of no, and you're being sent to the principal's office, and the corporate cops, and those kinds of things. And I, it occurred to me that I had recently seen online, Jimmy Kimmel, one of the late night talk shows, does this thing called Mean Tweets. <laughs> And in that bit that they do, they get celebrities to, they make the celebrities essentially read the most horrible things that are said about them from the internet and they read them and they kind of laugh at themselves. And it's really very endearing for these actors because it, it shows that they can take a joke and it, the light bulb went on and I'm like, gosh, there's an elephant in the room when we talk to about ethics compliance. We're focused on training and risk assessments and doing all these things, but we never talk about the fact that most employees, by the by, the name ethics and compliance, they shut down. They think of the finger wag and they think of the boring trainings, and they they have mostly a negative concept about what ethics compliance is, and it's wrong because all of you out there are trying to help them. And so I feel like we need to talk about this. Long story short, we're like, let's make mean tweets for compliance. And so I surveyed all of my clients. I said, tell me all the terrible things that people say about you. (laughs) And then we had actors playing compliance officers speak these things and have a gentle laugh at themselves and then slowly making the turn to debunk those things and tell people what you actually are there to do, which is to provide advice and support and a resource that helps them feel psychologically safe so that they will come talk to you and get your help and support. Anyway, that was the idea behind that. There's some interesting applications of it, but tell me what your thought was about it, Tom. I'm curious. 
So first of all, I have said for at least 15 years, compliance is Dr. No from the land of no. We're here to say no. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you know, who's ever watched a James Bond movie, they resonate with Dr. No. And the land of no that works pretty well, too. But here's the hook that got me, Ronnie. The first time I did literally compliance training and every training since then, the first time I did my lawyer spiel, all things and procedures, and this is what you do, and don't do this, and don't do this. And, of course, I got nobody's attention, and it was a complete disaster. And literally the last minute I said, I really don't care what you remember or don't remember for this from this training except for one thing. And I put my hand up, and that's if you got a question, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. You don't have to know the answer. You don't have to know if there's a problem. You don't have to know if there's a violation. All I want you to remember is just raise your hand. And that became the way I taught. I would go through all the policies and procedures, and i say, these are very important, and you need to understand these, but guess what? They don't mean a thing. All you have to remember is raise your hand. And you, certainly you had different phrases for compliance department, compliance officers, compliance professionals. But the last five seconds, maybe 10 seconds, with that woman who said, look, we're here to help. And that so resonated with me. And I guess if I could even go back further in my corporate career, we had a safety before every meeting. And people would get really... They would put PowerPoints together or other creative stuff. And I remember one time I put a one concept slot idea on one slide and some senior executive at the company I work said, that's the best safety moment I've ever heard. Short, sweet, here's what you do, and let's move on. And that always stuck with me and struck me then and stuck with me that if you give them one thing, they'll remember that. And if you give them all you do is raise your hand, They'll remember that. And so when, as funny as it was to see the different names, that last 10 seconds had me. You completely had me on the message that I try to communicate. Just just raise your hand. You don't have to know. You don't have to remember anything I've said. And that seemed to resonate as well as any, as any other message I've ever communicated. So that's why I found it so powerful. I appreciate that, Tom. You're making me think about, I think it's Maya Angelou who said, people don't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. And so I take that to heart. A lot of the content that I create is like to try and make something that is empathetic. So you're putting, you're, the thing, again, obviously I made some content here for compliance officers to use, but the thinking behind it was that you can get empathy from your audience by acknowledging how they feel. So if they feel like you're the office of no, by you addressing that and calling yourself on out on it and then gently debunking it and gently turning it to, I know you think this, but we're not the office of no and no, we're the office of K-N-O-W, we're the office of no. We know things like little things like that are a way to acknowledge their pain and do a quick redirection of those things. Because I was talking to a client just this week and he said, really, I want what all I want employees to do is to issue spot and then ask for help. And so by addressing maybe some of the deeper issues, they don't have to know everything. They just have to issue and go, something's wrong. Who do I call? Oh, I feel supported. I'm going to go talk to people. So the whole idea around these videos was these are 90 seconds long. I wish I could have made them shorter. 
But we want, we made 15 of these things and they're meant to be like commercials for. Com so we're offering like compliance officers reading the confessions of employees saying these bad things <laughs> and then saying, no, we're here to help you. We've got your back. We're here to provide advice and support. Speak up. Come talk to us. And we're trying to do that in 90 seconds or less. I want to say a little quick thing about the way that I, the idea of commercials, which we've talked about before, I made this with the idea that if you could use them like commercials, meaning like you're, there's a sales meeting or a leadership meeting or a town hall that you're not on the agenda, they could play these as commercials during that meeting. Or you have a department meeting that you're not a part of, you can give these to, to leaders and say, hey, play this once a month during your regular meeting with your team on your teams and Zoom doesn't take up a lot of time and it's an advertisement for who you are. And I love that because it's not pushing out a training through an LMS. It's just having a presence, a positive, empathetic, thoughtful, hopefully fun and entertaining presence. So I was going to, I now see the power in this really starting with what I learned in 04 or 05 with just one message. And then what I tried to communicate with raise your hand, but you've taken it a step further as I understand now, Ronnie, because you've created empathy while making fun of yourself with the audience. And so I was just sitting thinking, could you do something like, I'm here to help, and here's what I've learned of knowledge. There is no K in knowledge. It starts with an N or some other self-effacing statement. But the, the other thing was, and let me pick up on your part about a commercial for compliance. Most corporations, every meeting starts with a safety moment or something like that. If you have a compliance moment, you could play this. And not only does it give you that substantive message that you want to communicate, but remember the Department of Justice is now evaluating corporate culture as a mm -hmm. part of their overall evaluation if you're an enforcement action. And you can point to these spots, these commercials, these 30, 60, 90 second pieces to show this is how we foster and maintain a culture of compliance, and this is how we talk about it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's self-effacing. But guess what? People remember it. So you can actually use your new service offering or product offering to fulfill your obligation to, to foster a corporate culture of compliance. I love that you said that. I, and I'm glad you said that because I, I didn't even think of it that way. But I think that makes I do think of it about corporate culture because to me, the most important what I've been screaming this from the rafters forever, which is that we focus on and these measures do they pass the test and all that. And really, the most important thing is that people feel supported. This whole idea of psychological safety. And we know that most people agree that you should speak up and most people do not do it. We know that most people do not. So you can't change that culture with a quarterly campaign or a once year campaign or a training. You have to change that by saying that we should speak up and that you're supported and here's how you can do it. And there's a hotline where you can be anonymous and you have to, to say these things over and over again, as often as you can, as many places as you can. And the only way that you're allowed to do that without getting message fatigue is to be entertaining and thoughtful and interesting. And so honestly, that's why I, we do what we do at L&E is, is to try and come up with a variety of interesting ways to do that. And I hope this compliance confessions, I hope you all will ask to see it because I'm really proud of the work. We work with subject matter experts at, at Starbucks and Autodesk and Northwell Health. And a couple other great jazz pharmaceuticals, the ethics authors helped shape these things. And we're all really proud of the work. And we'd love for you to 
at least to take, check it out and see if it makes sense for you guys, because they're also fun. Ronnie, I'm going to end this podcast with an advertisement for this podcast. <laughs> and that advertisement is the following. The name of this podcast is Creativity and Compliance. And anyone who has watched or seen this episode has just seen creativity in action with an idea that I've been using, with an idea that you've developed. They are both creative, but you can see how by using people with extraordinarily disparate professional backgrounds, I think we've come up with something that covers a wide variety of actual regulatory mandates down to communicating a message of compliance. So I hope our listeners will take away from this that you're only limited by your imagination. And please use that in a creative way. And you can come up with some stuff that's not only different, maybe weird, but cool. We're here to help. We got so you Ronnie, back. Right. We're yeah. going to link to it in the show notes as well. I look forward to our next conversation, Ronnie. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>